Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for Happy Hour, because this pod's for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Bar Stars Happy Hour, episode number 29, and part two of More Than Three Stars, with Brad Kaplan, co-host of Three Stars Podcast, and we hope you loved episode one, and if you did, this one's even better. So we're not going to keep you waiting any longer. We know you've been waiting over a week, so here it is. We pick it up where I asked Brad, why did he name their new podcast? Three stars. Why not five? Why not two? And why not one? Here's what he had to say, and much, much more. So a lot of a, a lot of like thought and turmoil went into this for me. It, three stars was actually, I think, the first name for the podcast that I came up with, and I had to talk Samantha and Bill into it because at first they weren't all that keen on it. Samantha grew on a lot more quickly, and then Bill just you know he was like, okay, cool, yeah. So. <laughs> So Bill, here's I, a shot of Jameson. I, okay. I, I started like right. I started researching aspects of review writing and and why reviews are even such a big deal. Like why does it matter if Tom or Jackie or Brad write a review? Why does that matter to anybody? We're not professionals. And it it turned out that a few things. One, 94% of people look at reviews before making a purchase. Now, this is like all consumerism. Sure. Right? This, this is before you go buy a washing machine or whatever. We, and, and it's something like 72, 75% of people trust a peer review more so than a professional review. That to me is just absolutely bonkers. Sure. Yeah, let's stop for a second. <laughs> It was so funny just listening to you. I'm like, well, yeah, of course people do the reviews on Amazon, reviews on Yelp, reviews wherever. Like you, I do it. I want to know. I do it too. It's stupid though, because if you back up and think about it, I don't trust anybody, but here I am trusting Joe Schmo about his, you know, review on the cat litter he bought. And I'm like, oh, cool. Me too. But right. Who the hell am I? I I liked that it came in red. That was amazing, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we don't, we're not professionals within any of the things that we do. But, it's, sorry, not in the things we do. When when it comes to writing these reviews, right? We're not professionals sure. for for thing. We it's why we liked it, and that's that's great. But I don't I don't know you. You don't know me. Why should you trust me? But there's just something about like, well, you're a person, and I'm a person. Yeah. And we both looked at this thing. Maybe they and, know better than the rest oh, of them. You like cheeseburgers? <laughs> I like cheeseburgers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? It, it's, There's so much that goes into that, though. Right. We're actually, we have I an mean, episode coming up. Uh, we have a therapist friend of ours who I, I asked to talk to the idea of why we write reviews. Why do we feel so trusting in each other on those reviews? You I'm know, so excited so, to listen to that. I, you know, I feel like it contributes to this culture of, and again, here we are. I think social media is also great for some purposes, but not for others. Sure. But there is this perpetual idea that 
it gives me a voice and everyone cares what I have to say. So all these people just share their opinions right. all the time. Right. And it's like, we didn't operate like that before. What makes you think all of a sudden that everyone cares what you have to say? Who are you? Right. It's right. weird. It is weird because when I moved back to my hometown for two years, all of it, like out here in Denver, you know, it's, you know, big city, all, you know, so many people, you don't know everybody. When I moved back to my hometown for two years, you know, there's 10,000 people in the town. Where's your hometown? New Paltz, New York. And it's 20,000 people when the school's in session because there's a university there. But you know a lot more people because it's a small Mm -hmm. town. And you know what? You don't tell people your opinion. You you don't Mm -hmm. say something in one shopping aisle because the next aisle over, someone you know might hear you or someone you know that they know. (laughs) I mean, so, you know, you you don't voice all of your Get in where you fit in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But now, like you said, Jackie, I mean, like we're screaming into a void. So many people aren't even paying attention. I can't tell. Like I scroll through Facebook and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. And like I pay it no mind, pay it no mind, pay it no mind. And, you know, whatever, I got like – 1400 friends on Facebook that I probably know 200 of. Right. I mean, right. So, yeah, but it is, it's just strange. Keyboard courage is a real thing too. Oh yeah. Well, I'm, that's in, in our, in our intro. And, uh, it, we talk about a lot of people, you know, being those, those keyboard warriors who they, they think that they're just so special and they can say whatever they want without any, any consequence. Right. And we make a joke of it by saying, and now here we are doing exactly the same thing, but through microphones. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> it is. Podcasting is like, you know, if who wants to listen to us? Well, some people yeah. do, some people don't. Right. And and that's okay. But that's okay. Right. right. Exactly. Right. I'm not judging I, the people that don't. Like, no. Oh, and I'm also you're not good I'm, enough. Or I'm not that's in anyone's not face on a regular basis either. Right. Like. They're like, oh, I listened to your first episode, and that's the end of that. And you know, <laughs> then they don't come back. Here brings this point though, because it's all it's the same as your podcast, right? So you when you come across a scathing review, like say about your own business, mm-hmm. wouldn't you rather, and maybe this is just me, wouldn't you rather that person who was upset say something, I mean, obviously in the right way, but like handle it at the restaurant or at the bar at that time. Like, why do we just go, I'm just going to sit here and not say anything. And and then 12 hours later, I'm going to open my mouth. Like I never would have in the restaurant. I feel like like we address that in our podcast every other episode because we, we say, okay, why does this review even exist? This review exists because the person didn't say anything to their server to try and get it fixed. They didn't right. ask for a manager to try and get it fixed. And, you know, they didn't send an email to the business. They didn't try to fix it in any number of ways. Instead, they went onto this online, rev- online review site where they could just, you know, rampage. Give them the middle and, finger. Yeah. And, yeah. and we, like, we bring that up all the time. So many problems would get fixed if you take care of it in the moment. And then if it doesn't, then okay. If it doesn't get fixed, then understandable. Then the review is valid. That should be included also in the review. And we come up up with those reviews. Like I asked for the manager and this, that, and the other thing. And those, you know, if, if you still end up taking it to the review site, fine. But if you didn't even bother to try and get it fixed at the time, then 
that's your own damn fault. And I think that right. I think I I mentioned this too that okay, there's there's the Karen, right? Which is be, <laughs> which has become yeah. just like this horrible social icon yeah right and and exists not just within the service industry but in any number of other industries and you know if i say karen you you know you see the face you see the haircut you know the attitude all of these things (laughs) yep it's yeah and we we're kind of doing i i say it too but we're kind of doing a disservice to the people who would want to take care of it at the time yeah by then potentially you know them being labeled a karen right sure. they they're we're Especially already if you're a regular we're already scared of of confrontation that's why we do it on facebook twitter instagram sure. uh, you know instagram is like the place for zero confrontation right like that's the place yeah. I, I mean not zero but that's the place like okay look at my pictures, picture right? yeah. yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah. but that really aggravates me though because and again maybe i'm i'm different but like if I got a steak, say, that wasn't cooked a certain way, or maybe my waiter was a complete asshole to me, I don't know what it is. There's a way to say that to the employee without completely freaking out. There's a way to say like, I know this is a really strange thing, but I'm just feeling really uncomfortable. I always tell people, I hate sending food back, right? right. But I always tell people, I serve too. I'm so sorry. I, You know, like yeah. you, you open up with that conversation. Right. So it's not like, hey, I just want to be a jerk. Right. I, I wish I, people understood that. Sometimes that backfires though. Like, oh, you're in the industry? You ought to fucking know better. Right. <laughs> I think it but, should be but, just be but consistent. But I do it too. Right. But I do it too, right? Like if things aren't, if you want to, try and talk to someone on the same level, then you say, look, I've been in the industry, you know, 15 years, 16 years, 20 years, whatever you're it right, is. You're right. You're right. I preface that by saying you use that line when you're like, I know how annoying this is. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not right. I know better right. than you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's let's be clear. You're I right. think I think bad reviews are fine if you're consistent. If you consistently write when you have a bad experience, then write when you have a good one. Yeah. Don't only yeah. write when you've had a shit experience because, right. I mean, eight, nine times out of 10, your experience is great. So let those businesses hear that too. Yeah. Well, and Samantha does uh, does a lot of our review hunting. Uh, I come across things, but when we're like, all right, we want to do a topic, Samantha goes and hunts down reviews. Sure. Yeah. And what she will do is she will look and see how many reviews this person has written and will go and look to see, are they only ever writing bad reviews or do they ever write a positive review? I mean, we have uh, one of our people who will we bring up all the time we call her hell in the hut and <laughs> she all of her reviews are negative even if she gives someone a four-star review there's still something in it where like really you just right. like you, you had to like twist that yeah there's something right always there. wrong like, yeah yeah helen and karen yeah it's <laughs> a good time um but really to really sorry really quickly just answer the three stars like why we came up with three stars because it so in the in the talking about or in the researching about like the review you know what what makes a good review and all that it turns out the most trustworthy reviews are actually three star reviews they're the most genuinely written non-solicited people didn't have like a super bad experience that makes them feel like they need to rage about it or they didn't 
you know, they didn't have this really amazing experience that they only wrote three sentences for, right? So that's really interesting. Three star reviews are generally the the most trustworthy reviews because you're going to get both sides of like, yeah, you know, this was really good. This could have been better. You know, for this reason, I'm, you know, I'm giving it three stars and, and, and they tend to make sense. You can still find shitty three star reviews. Sure. Um, but then also to me that the name three stars worked because there are three of us. Exactly. Yeah. And, it's perfect. And each, I and just each of got us, that. Right. And each, <laughs> and each of us, I, I say we're all fantastically adequate. Yeah, right? like that's hilarious. each of us. Each of us is one star worthy, and if you were to get three of us, you'd get genuine <laughs> three star service. I I actually like that though. Like what you're, it's more trustworthy because I believe you. If not, everything is either perfect all the time or negative. Because you're not right. going over and above, right? Yeah. To just, yeah. yeah. Um, on your brand new website, uh, three stars podcast dot com, with the actually the number three, three stars yeah. podcast. Um, I. I want to read a quote from you or what is on the website. And it says, I think it's really, really cool. You say, on the surface, we are three friends having great conversations about our everyday work life. On a deeper level, we are just one representation of the millions of hours of blood, sweat, and tears that go into making this service industry work. And we are fed up with keyboard warriors who look down upon us and try to tear apart a single business or entire industry we hold dear. I cannot agree with anything more hundred percently. And I think that that could sum up our podcast as well. Yeah. I think, I mean, the principle of what we're doing is to boost an industry, right? Is to boost the people in the industry that get these reviews. So it's right. very similar. And I read that and I said, Holy shit, I have to say this and, and just how much I agree <laughs> with that. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And I wrote it too. Very well put. <laughs> and you really wrote it. It's really you. I, I, I didn't. I like, hey, I don't have time to Three write this. Stars. Someone else write this for me. Oh yeah, very, good. very yeah. well put. And it, I think it sums up everything. Yeah, and and you and you, your podcast is about that, right? Like you have guests on all the time. Hey, here's an aspect of the industry, and we think people should hear about it, right? And and from what I can tell, you know, you guys started after us. But your podcast is doing better than ours, so uh, <laughs> so you so you guys are definitely like you're 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 onto it, right? You're like you're featuring people, you're uplifting the industry where it really like where it really hits us all, right? You're getting to individuals within the business that have poured their blood, sweat, and tears into it exactly. in in one way or another, and are representations of the whole. Exactly, that's just it too, and. Along the same lines, not as eloquently as you put it by any means, but I was an English writer, teacher, <laughs> studier. There you guy. go. I can't compete with that. I can't do Wait, it. It my, helps my, sometimes. My teenager actually read my bio and said, um, "You spelled this wrong, and that needs a capital." <laughs> I was like, Fantastic. "Oh crap!" That's so great. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I just. I want to take a minute and shout out some love to our sponsor, Erica Krupp and RX Plus Massage. They're incredible. We were just there last week, like we talked about, and we feel amazing. They're doing so many cool massages, cupping, scraping, deep tissue, all this different stuff. If you need it, they can do it. So definitely check them out. Uh, They have a new massage therapist there as they are getting busier, and you can check them out from our page, our Instagram page, 
at Bar Stars Podcast. You can book straight from there. And you can go to RX Plus Massage on Instagram, follow from there. You can book from there. And our listeners get $10 off their next massage. So self-care matters, guys. We keep preaching it, but you definitely got to do it. You don't know how important it is until you actually do it. And you're like, holy crap, this is what I've been missing the whole time. So check them out. Erica Krupp, RX Plus Massage. They're incredible. I really feel strongly that, I mean, obviously, I'm not completely negating the product, but I feel so 1,000% strong that it doesn't matter if you have a great burger, if you have a great drink, if you have a great glass. It's literally the people in your restaurant, in your bar, in your business that make it for you or not. I can't tell you how many times I went to old Chicago and I don't even like going to old Chicago, but I went to this (laughs) old Chicago down the street from us. Samantha and I would go there for our date night every Thursday because we loved the bartender. I can get, I can get beer just about anywhere. I, you know, I can get a vodka soda, Jack and go, whatever. Like I can get that just about anywhere. And when, when Perry quit, we went two more times and had just nowhere near the level of experience. Yeah. And we don't, we haven't been there now in three years. Yeah. We I have think. a few of those. A friend of ours that actually has opened his own business now was on the show, um, him and his wife. And he was our graveyard bartender. He's who he, we would go see after yeah. work. No, a great bartender, and great server. They make that's the it. whole thing. Yep. People will keep coming back. To, look, they'll come back for good food, but if it's just good food and bad service, they're not coming back. 100%. They will, no. they will come back for good service and continue to Media. Mediocre food. Try. Yep. Yeah, because, and it may just be like, yeah, let's go grab some drinks. It may, they may not, you know, they may stop coming for dinner and might just come for their nightcap or happy hour or right. something else, but they will keep coming back for great service. That's true. And so, yeah, that's the point. That's, love it. That being said, let's play a little game we call Fill the Seats, my oh, man. Fill the Seats. <laughs> I know you've been hearing of this game for a long time. Since your first episode, it has been in my brain. I'm like, who would I fill the seats with? Who would I fill the seats with? And, yeah. I, and, well, here, and I've had it. it I know. Like I've, I've had it. I had it in my brain. I was like, I don't like that. And I totally, sw- <laughs> I totally switched it. Like an hour before we were going on, I started talking. We were having dinner, and I started talking to my family. I was like, "All right, I need to fill the seats. I like, I really, I need That's you guys so to talk funny. this out with me." <laughs> that is so. Funny. It's gonna change tomorrow. You're gonna yeah. wake up. To- this is happens to everybody. Yeah. You're gonna wake yeah. up tomorrow and be like, "I like this guy. I want this person yeah. there." Like it's just All right. an ongoing. So, Can- Jackie, for formality's sake, yes, let them know the rules of the game. Uh, three, you are allowed to choose three people that you would love to have at your own bar where you are bartending, uh, dead or alive, no family. Oh then, shit. Okay. I didn't know there was no family. Uh Oh, okay. I don't know. See, I shouldn't, uh, let me preface that only because so many people choose family members that have passed on. And I think that we all have three reserved seats in addition to for those people. Okay. That's a given. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, they get the VIP seat. Okay. Yeah, the three ghosts <laughs> right. over there. Can I tell you the three that I threw away like an hour before we recorded? Yes. And then tell you Would the, love and to. And tell you the new three? So Let's do it. It, it was Jesus, the Pope, and like <laughs> Jer- and Jerry Falwell. Right? <laughs> oh, the best one yet. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that a joke is coming on. 
Like, uh, right, yeah. Jesus, the Pope, and so and so walks into a bar. Like, there it is. That's a t shirt. Oh, right well, there. my teenager said that, you know. I know what the so name of the episode is going to be that, now. That, that, that you know, <laughs> Jesus, like, basically, you put a cup of water in front of Jesus and be like, well, I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm dying. So funny. Uh, okay. So. I'm going to have to come up with my third on the fly. So my first would be Stan Lee. I'm really? Huge, That's cool. Yeah. I'm a huge comic book nerd. And uh, what I wouldn't have given to have gotten to meet him while he was alive. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i such a comic book nerd that in terms of like what it does to my, like, to my soul to love where comics have come from. That's you know, awesome, man. That that it wasn't even i i i have a friend who he i call him when i need to know specific things that happened but i worked in a comic book store for for a couple of years and i collected comics for years i don't necessarily remember all the details of every single storyline and i sure. stopped at a certain point but overall like what the comic book realm that level of imagination and how it stemmed from the imaginations of teenagers. And for me, I'm Jewish. It stemmed from the imagination of Jewish teenagers, right? It sure. was, it was, you know, two, two Jewish teenagers that came up with Superman, right? And Stan Lee is Jewish and he came up with, you know, at, at, you know, at the time, the majority of the Marvel universe. Yeah, 100%. And so many of the, of the iconic characters and they were all done in such a way that really like I, I wrote a whole paper on it in college that it, it was the, they were the heroes of the time. They were the heroes that were needed at the time. And it was, you know, through, you know, world war two and Korea and Vietnam. And whenever you see these times of conflict, you know, these, a new hero comes out of it. Right. And it's it's part of our our collective unconscious. Yeah. So, or collective unconscious. So it's and you know Stanley having been just such a massive part of it, and just the imagination you have to have I, to have yeah. all of these different characters, and then have all of them literally intertwine right. at some point in time, or just create a whole new universe. Right. And they, and they keep growing and you keep, and you know, they keep collaborating, you know, like Stan Lee and Steve Ditko came up with, with so many of the characters that we know and love, you know, Spider-Man, Captain America, like, you know, Hulk, all of the Avengers. I mean, it, it's, it's insane. And, you know, and I relate to him on like the, uh, on the level of Jews were going through really, troubling times and these characters came about as representations to help him deal with certain things to help all these other you know jewish kids who read these and and saw these these icons in you know in the imagination to overcome just amazing trials and to be heroes for us yeah right? and, and of course it's not just about Jews. It's it really is about everyone. And I mean, I did a whole bunch of study in my behavioral sciences stuff on you know on the hero's journey and all kinds of things like that. So I have to tell you, I have never ever been a comic like m movie fan. 
like I, like some people go, oh, I love Spider-Man. I love Superman. I love whatever. Right. And I'm just like, I never got into it. However, I have to tell you that just hearing your perspective on that makes me look at that in an entirely new oh, way. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. Really? Because it's, I mean, there's there, there are all sorts of levels that you look at and deal with anything in life. Right. Because they I don't mean, always win. I agree with this. Yeah, I'm, no, you they know? don't always win. And look, people go into a restaurant and they never look at it from your perspective. Sure. Right? They look at it from their own perspective. Yeah. And then if they actually work in that position, then they see it from a different perspective. And so, mm-hmm. you know, just we we do that. And then if you now go and maybe watch a Marvel movie and you look at it from a different perspective or you go in like, you know, you type in like, when was Captain America created and why? Sure. When was Spider-Man created and, you know, and why? I love all of that backstory though. I'm a big proponent of using your creativity to create things as a, I don't want to say coping mechanism, but in that way, like, let me create something that helps other people. Right. And for me, that's dancing. For me, that's entertaining. For me, that's always been, you know, it's not an escape in a bad way, but in an escape in a great way, you right. know, that provides something for people that gives it to them when, right. when you they know, maybe it. not everything is so great. Right. Because so at a really time it was that. there for you, right? And mm-hmm. so like for, mm-hmm. say, you know, for comic books, at a time, you know, Superman was there to mm-hmm. help a couple of teenagers get through what they needed to get through at the time. And so then mm-hmm. they, they're like, Hey, you know, life is so bad. What if there was someone that could save the day? Right. Mm-hmm. And then you share that and, and whether it's something like that or dance was a very important part of your life. And it was there for you at times when you need it. There were Probably, I'm guessing. I like. I'm gonna dig into your head a little bit, but there were, there were probably there were probably times where everything else sucked, but dancing was amazing now. for you. Now, now. right now. now, right. So, no, I mean, I'm joking, no. but it's true. Like, she I thinks, you do babe. feel that. Right. No, I love you. Right? You know what I mean? Like, it's just there when you need a release because the world is stressful right, right. now. And so, then you share absolutely. that and make it better for other people. To yeah. that point, I love the Stanley pick. Um, my chi- my my high school childhood days are coming up, and one of my favorite movies of all times. I want you to say, cult classic or hell no, Mallrats. Oh, cult classic! It's amazing, right? So amazing in it's, saving Amy. Oh amazing. my god! One of the one of the simplest movies probably ever made is Mallrats, and it's one of my favorite movies ever made. Next to Clerks, yes, right. Yeah, um, simple movies, but and in, amazing in, stories. Yeah, in Mallrats, there are huge Stan Lee fans, and they're trying to see him at the mall, right? Well, they start talking about he actually gets to talk to Stan Lee on a park bench and in, in the mall, and Stan Lee tells him, you know, the Hulk I created because of my inner anger, right? And this super, oh, wow. this superhero I created because in my relationships i felt i was this way so this is how this is that cre- character i created because of that and he's just there and he's like holy shit <laughs> just, yeah. but that's to to your point to think of stanley that way to say like all these characters he created were almost maybe parts of himself right his own personalities that's yeah. different times of his that life is so too cool. That yeah, is so cool. because I mean, he didn't have to keep creating characters. I mean, he did, and of course, you know, some some characters failed, and you know, you never 
hear of them again until it might become popular to bring them back like 30 years later sure. and everyone's like uh, who's <laughs> yeah. that right but but yeah i mean it it's a different representation of like i said the time right captain america was great for world war ii right superman was great for world war ii and then when you get into uh you know vietnam then you've got Spider-Man comes along and the X-Men come along and you've and you're dealing with you know the X-Men is basically a a representation against racism and it is for civil rights and you don't ever think about it like that unless you all of a sudden realize you should think about it like that because mm-hmm. the X-Men are mutants mutants are you know, looked at as the other, they're bad. Right. They, they unaccepted. Have, they're, they're unaccepted. They have certain, you know, powers and abilities and things that, that they can do really well, but they just want to be part of the world and the rest of the world just shits all over them. Right. Right. And yeah. he, no matter how many times they come and save the day. Right. So it's, it, I've never thought That's really cool, that man. I, I really, this. really yeah. like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I have two more seats. Next. <laughs> you have two more seats. So the next one, this is, uh, this is. I mean, it doesn't really fit, but uh, it would be John Mulaney. Uh, John Mulaney is one of my favorite comedians. And the reason I say it doesn't fit is because he is a recovering alcoholic and addict. So I don't okay. think he'd come and sit at my bar. <laughs> but, uh, you never know. <laughs> but, you never know. Yeah. yeah. But I would absolutely love to have, you know, just have him there spend and, some time and yeah. spend some time and talk to him. I mean, his his level of creativity and his ability to tell a story three times and it's funny and yeah. then funnier and then funnier. And he it's the same story. Yeah. He just says it until it's funnier and funnier and, and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, and- if I if I had a comedian to put at my bar, I uh, it would definitely have to be George Carlin because I thought oh. he was he's brilliant. To yeah, me, he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he. Is. I I didn't want to. Pick he's kind of the same people. way. Like you could you could. See if I had picked George stuff. Carlin, I would have had three dead people. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Always accepted. But yeah, but George the- Carlin was brilliant. The way he tells stories, you think, and he tells them so fast. Yeah, but. The way he used the English language and how he put these stories together and these jokes that were jokes, but they were real life. Right. Like, And they're still relevant. I just saw one of his stand-ups a few weeks ago back in probably the 80s or 90s. Yeah. And what he's talking about, societal issues and all that, it's still there. Still relevant. Yeah, it's it still is. relevant. It's I awesome. still periodically share clips that you know from from different specials of his. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll post them on my Facebook page because they they come up and I'm just like, yeah, that's right now. Still- <laughs> that, that is right now. Like right. One of my favorite things, and this is like you know, it's every day. It's just like it's super commonplace, but it's a uh, you know, it, it's one of his bits where we're surprised when someone is dead and I'm like. Oh, you know, John died. I just saw him yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> he's dead today. Right. And, and like, we're, we're all, we all say those kinds of things, those like super oblivious things. Like, well, right. nothing's supposed to have changed. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. It's the same. I'm going to yeah, remember that same. person the same the whole right. way through. Yeah. I got yeah. to see George Carlin live. Um, 
Oh, probably almost 20 years ago. Oh, he was wow. here. He was here in Denver. Oh. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was a good show. That I was, was a awesome. little, I was a little too high. I don't, rem- <laughs> I don't remember all of it. I shouldn't have gotten so high, but I did get to see him. And it was, That's it was a funny. Good show. Yeah. John um, Maloney, Mulaney. John, John Mulaney. Yeah. He, um, he's got like, I think three or four Netflix specials and nice. he's now a staff writer for, um, uh, what's his name? Seth Myers for okay. his late night show. Oh, but unfortunately okay. he had gone back into a rehab program, uh, a little while ago and I'm, you know, I'm sure he's out now, but, um, he's, he's just such a brilliant talent. I mean, and, He's, he seems like, I don't know. He seems like someone you could just talk to and just shoot the shit with. So, yeah. I like it. Um, oh, shit. Seat three. Seat three. I real I, can I break the rule? Can I pick, can I pick my family member? It, it's a good story. Yeah, it's it's a good yeah. story. Okay. It's, it, it's good. a good story. And it would be my grandma, Elsie. And, okay. the re- and the reason that I would choose her is because she was a Holocaust survivor. Oh wow! That's okay and, to break the rules for. Okay. Yeah, so, that counts. So I mean, both 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 she and my Papa Joe, they were they were Holocaust survivors. P.S. And, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but a year was it a year ago? Year or two ago, I had been wanting my whole life to go to the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Yeah. And we went to D.C. and started to go to all the museums, the spy museum. And I'll tell you what, man, we went to the Holocaust Museum, and. I'm 41, and that was probably one of the most powerful things I've ever done in my life. Yeah. It yeah, is it's, extraordinary. It's heartbreaking. It's sad. It's 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 so incredible to walk through, and you see all that stuff, and it's there. I mean, the pile of shoes that's 40 yards long, that's, that's right. there, shoes, and you see yeah. all this stuff, and you... You get to meet some of these people and the Holocaust survivors and, and you hear their stories. And I'm telling you, that is one of the most powerful things I've ever been through in yeah. my life. Ever. Yeah. I agree. And I, I was in Amsterdam um, a few years ago and I went to the Anne Frank house and I went with a, a couple of friends. We were part of a, a, a larger group, but they like blasted through it. I was in there I, way longer then what you like it's a little house i was in there way longer than you would think i mean i was reading everything i was looking at all the rooms and spaces and and right. and everything about it and it's anything like that especially you know like i said for me being jewish and being raised in a family that survived the holocaust it you know, any, anything like that. I mean, like, it's really difficult for me to not end up, you know, getting into tears when I see things like this, read stuff ab- about it. And my grandmother passed away when I was nine. So I was young, oh, you young. and what I wouldn't give to have that time to, I mean, not that it would be a whole lot of fun at the bar, I guess, but, <laughs> right. but I would love, but I would love to hear the stories firsthand. I mean, my oh, mother absolutely. has told my mother's told me a lot of the stories, um, and you know they they went through hell. I mean, they they sure. my my grandfather and my grandmother were never in a camp, but my um, my great uncle, my grandfather's. Um, uh, his one of his brothers was in a camp, and they they broke him out. So wow, 
to you know oh to be God. able to hear That's those deep. stories. That's deep, firsthand. man. I want to be at the bar. I'm gonna pull up right. A chair. <laughs> yeah, to like to be able to yeah, hear those too. stories firsthand would be. Um, would be really something. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's really, really awesome. And I, that, yeah. I couldn't even imagine. And that is definitely a hundred percent. Okay. To break the rules for grandma. For yeah. sure. That's like the winner for out of what are we at 29 episodes. That's the winner, man. She's that's it. really good. But uh, you're, you're a winner too, man. All the best to you. And thank you. Thank you for being on our show and having us on your show and we're gonna, this we're gonna fun. I love the we're gonna build this together, man. Yeah, I mean, this I'm, is gonna be really cool. Yeah, yeah let's I'm super keep doing happy them. To have been on the show, and I know, I know you guys got a lot of lineups, but but Samantha and Bill are like, okay, when's my turn? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That no, they're in. So, yeah. Love That's, it. Uh, you know what though, Bill wouldn't be as much fun this time because last time I got more hugs. <laughs> <than> <laughs> I didn't, there was no, no human touch yeah. and Bill yeah. just says, yeah. get out of the and way. I got my right, fill yeah. that night. A, yeah. It was, I, it was I was actually really impressed because he's, he's still, he asked, right? Can I hug you? Oh yeah. 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 I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't even he turn asked me off if the he mic. Could hug me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, he just wanted to see if you were really as strong as you look. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to always go with yes. The answer is yes. Regardless if I really am or not. Uh, um, thank you for I spending time it. with us, man. This is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, it's everybody. Check them out. The number three stars. Yeah, definitely. Three stars podcast.com. Brand new website. You can check out all their archived episodes. They're very good. They're very funny. Definitely and apparently we have out. a newsletter coming out too. I saw that when we, I saw Ooh, that when we newsletter. launched the website, I was like, Oh, we have a newsletter. Great. We're supposed to get one of those <laughs> out too. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Brad. It's thank you. Man. Thank this you is really, really cool. Appreciate it. A lot it. of fun. Thank you. What a great guy, and he's got a great team around him. And Sam and Bill, you guys are doing an amazing job. Um, definitely check them out. You know, to the number three, threestarspodcast.com. They're very good, very funny, and I think you'll enjoy their podcast as well. If you love ours, you'll love theirs, that's for sure. Thank you again for listening, guys. If you are a first-time listener, we truly appreciate you. Please help split, spread the word. Um, we're making this for you. It's not for us, it's for you. So, that's why we are doing this, and we want as many bartenders and service industry people and entertainers to hear us and to get on the show and interact with us, and we appreciate each and every single one of our listeners. We just passed last week the 5,000 downloads mark. It's unbelievable, and we never thought it would get this big. So check us out, barstarspodcast.com. You can check out Tom's Bar videos there. There's going to be another one coming up soon. You can also check us out Instagram at Barstars Podcast. And we are now actually on TikTok, Barstars Podcast. So, you know, we're trying all avenues. We're seeing what's going to work and seeing who likes what we're doing. So we're excited about it. If you love what we're doing and you want to help support the show a little bit, you can visit barstarspodcast.com and click the buy us a cocktail button. And you can donate to the show. Uh, we, we truly appreciate each and everything that we get. Our listeners are the best. And we're going to continue to grow this, guys. We will be back next week with another stellar show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, everybody, cheers.
I asked this girl what bourbon she had the other day. She said, oh, we got Crown, Jack, Jameson. Come on, people. We can be better. Learn your shit. Damn.